Welcome to Cleveland's newest and Cleveland's best sports podcast. This is Two Guys in a Mic with your hosts Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Let's go. Body to this post game uh, Cleveland Browns uh, podcast that we have today. Uh, two guys in a mic. I am. One of your hosts, Mr. RP, uh, Mr. Ron Pierce, RP, however you want to call it. Um, Big Sean is on assignment, <laughs> or uh, probably more correctly stated, Big Sean is on vacation. Uh, hopefully he's enjoying himself. Well, actually, he's probably not enjoying himself, if you consider uh, the travesty that we just watched. Uh, a couple hours ago, uh, starting a couple hours ago, uh, that was uh, the Cleveland Browns uh, football game, if you want to call that a football game. Uh, As you can tell, I'm a little bit flustered. I'm a little bit, uh, I'm emotional, but I'm trying to contain and control my emotions because what I don't want to do is go all over the place. What I don't want to do is you know, reach too far or go uh, dig into a bag that uh, doesn't even need to be opened quite yet. However, it's pretty tough. It's like super tough. I'm a Browns fan and I've always been a Browns fan. And it's hard for me to watch my team perform. Now, now be let's be clear. It's hard for me to watch this team perform so poorly. I've watched plenty of our teams perform poorly, but we kind of had a poor expectation. We were just hoping that things would turn uh, around or things would be fixed or that the coaches would get it or that the quarterback that we chose was going to be the guy. And the running back was going to be the guy. The offensive line would just hold today in this one game at this one critical juncture. It was always, I think at certain points, it was always situational for us uh, as as fans. We knew that the overall big picture wasn't good enough. Uh, we knew that we had bigger uh, organizational issues on top of the other things that were clear and, and apparent to us. So the hope was always that in these particular situations when we were bad, when we were a worse team. You always hope that we would just show up in these situations, you know, just don't lose to the Steelers, just don't get embarrassed by the Ravens, you know, find a way to beat the Bengals, uh, finish and be respectable, right? Well, we've graduated from that. We're, we're, we're beyond that as a team and truthfully, a team on the field and as a team and as an organization as a whole, you know, collectively, uh, we have some intelligent folks in the, in the front office, some very subtle folks, some very, um, uh, versed people. They have an idea of how things need to be run about where things need to go. And they don't have a problem ensuring that things go uh, as they need to go. And that's 
at the top. Andrew Berry has been very, very good. He's been very steady. He's been a great runner uh, for the organization. And I think it's just permeated down to, uh, you know, uh, his choices as of, of the head coach. Because I believe that Kevin Stefanski is a good rudder of the ship. And I think that Baker is the best quarterback we've had in the 21-ish years that we've been back, almost 22-ish years that we've been back in the league. So I'm putting all that out there. I don't know that I'm prefacing anything, but I'm putting all of that out there because I don't want this to be missed. And I'll probably uh, reference this again at some point during the show because I don't want people to watch this show. I don't want people to hear the the audio of this show and then assume that I'm just completely and totally ripping down the Cleveland Browns. We're only six games into the season. You know, uh, we've definitely been worse after six games. We're three and three now after this loss, the second loss in a row to a team that is you know, early on, considered a playoff slash Super Bowl contender, which is what we were supposed to be, or which is what we are called ourselves, we all thought we were, and yada, yada, and yada. But right now, we're a 500 football team. Yeah. Yeah, we're a 500 football team. We're not a playoff team. As of right now, but coming into the season, you look at everything on paper and we were definitely a playoff team. We were definitely a team that was on the rise. We were definitely a team to be uh, reckoned with and considered, excuse me while I set my clock up because I don't want to go too, too, too long. I should have started it 10 minutes ago, but it's okay. We were supposed to be amongst those teams. So, so far in the season, we played at least three teams that everybody else considered to be good or potentially playoff teams or potentially uh, AFC contenders or Super Bowl contenders from the NFC. And we've lost every single one of the games. The defense hasn't shown up at certain spots. We've given up big freaking chunk plays. We can't get off the field on third down. And our quarterback hasn't proven that he's a superstar. He's proven that he's serviceable. But Baker's numbers are basic. He's got basic numbers. Nobody's blown away by by Baker's numbers. Nobody. I'm not talking about Baker's talent. I'm not talking about Baker's uh, uh, potential. I'm talking about what we see when Baker Mayfield actually plays football on Sundays or Thursdays or Saturdays or uh, Monday nights, whenever the hell it is. That's what I'm talking about. 
And we have to, on this show, we're going to get into what that is. Uh, as I text uh, Sean earlier, this is going to be a tough show because I got to unpack a lot of shit. And it's not going to be, it's not going to be cute. It's not going to be fun. You know, uh, I, I have a guest coming in later, potentially, uh, if I can catch up with him. Excuse me. It's going to be this kind of a show. Me and my car mates, you know, that's real tough. It's a lot to unpack here, man. And, you know, after this show or during this show or, or whatever, people can call me whatever they want to call me. They can consider me a fair weather guy. They can consider me a, you know, a, a, a here today, gone tomorrow type of fan. But if that's the case, I don't know what the hell I've been doing for the last 40 years. Uh, why I've been hanging around, why I keep buying this stuff, why I keep wearing this stuff, why I keep supporting, why my show is basically based around the football season. I ain't no goddamn Fairweather fan at all. I'm just a realistic fan. And I understand that there's a lot more that is involved in a football game than just what we see. And sometimes you need to criticize people. You can't, you know, uh, uh, allow people to just go and do whatever the hell they want to. That's as a supervisor, uh, as a uh, as a as a coworker. You know, sometimes you see people doing stuff wrong. Man, you gotta tell them, cats, man, yo, yo, yo. If you want to do that, that's fine. But don't do that around here, man. I'm trying to do this, or I'm trying to hold myself up here, and I'm just not seeing those things equate to the field, and that is a problem. I think we have those guys on the team. Now, I don't know that we had them in the past. We have them now. I don't I just I just don't know where we're going completely and totally off the rails, especially within these last couple of games. Like we don't we we look like the old Browns right now. We do not look like a team that's on the rise in what we've seen today, what I saw two weeks ago. We did play better against the Chargers, but so we're just going to do this up and down thing. We're not going to get any level of consistency from the quarterback play, from the play calling, from the defense. You get uh, nine quarterback knockdowns against uh, the, the uh, Bears. We get uh, four and a half sacks from Miles Garrett. But then you don't – now, trust me, I understand, and I'm going to talk about this soon in a minute too. So just bear with me because I don't want people to kill me when they first hear this. But he hasn't had but a sack a game after that. One sack, one sack, one sack, one sack. That sack today. That's good. And he does make plays, but I need him to make more plays. So I said I didn't want to be all over the place. So let's start to narrow these things down a little bit so I can get a little more uh, of a focus so that I can get uh, a good enough uh, level of attention on the things that uh, this team is lacking, the things that this team isn't doing. They aren't, they just aren't doing these things. I said, isn't that we aren't doing certain things that winning teams do. We aren't doing things that winning 
teams do. Now, when I start to point a finger, I can easily point a finger at one place. I can easily say it's his fault, it's his fault, it's their fault, it's those people's fault. I can easily say that. But this is not a a one-dimensional thing. This is a multi-dimensional problem that we're seeing right now. Yeah, now listen, the Browns, I just told uh, I just told my cousin, he called me and he was like, man, we're not making the playoffs. I said, cuz, you know, in theory, I don't know that this is going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. You know, but in theory, we could go 15 and 3. If we go 15 and 3, we can make the playoffs. Now, again, I don't think that we're going to go 15 and 3. I don't believe that we are going to go 15 and 3. However, I would enjoy if the Browns prove me wrong. Go 15 and 3. Let's get in the playoffs and let's go deep. I'm fine with that. You know, but the reality is you can't get down to these teams and you definitely can't get down to teams like this. You know, we didn't do anything correct, right? So again, I kind of went off on a See, and I go off on tangents even when I'm by myself. So let me get back to kind of narrowing down what some of the issues are. And I'm going to bring up some of the main culprits and what I believe is the true issues that is the Cleveland Browns football team in this moment right now. Uh, whether you call it today or what, I, I just see a bigger picture. And I think these are problems going forward as well as they were today. I don't think that these are, again, one-dimensional problems. I don't think today was, oh, this is a bad day. Baker just had a bad day two weeks ago. And he's going to have another bad day. I think today might have been worse than the other day. Not necessarily numbers-wise. Somebody will look at his numbers and say, oh, no, Baker was actually pretty decent. Not if you watched the game, he wasn't. Not if you watched the game. He was not pretty decent. He had a couple interceptions dropped, just like he had a couple passes dropped. So let's not let's not be uh, court. So so while I'm on it, since I'm talking about it, let's talk about Beckham real quick. From the beginning of the game, not as the game went on and stuff happened, not. You know, because if stuff happened during the game, because stuff happens, sometimes you start out a game and you think, hey, man, we got a great game plan. We're going to go in here. We're going to do boom, 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 and boom. Okay? I'm ready. He goes out there and he starts trying to do the things that he wants to do and his stuff ain't working. And eventually he gets into a, oh, you're a quarterback. I'm not going to say he as a maker. I mean, he is in your quarterback gets into a, a a spot where he's like, wow, this stuff ain't working. So now he starts to second guess himself, right? But that's what I saw in Baker today. Baker, uh, the majority of the afternoon, minus 
a few drives, looked confused. He looked timid. Uh, he looked like the game was too fast for him. He looked scared at times. And again, I understand he may be a little scared because he's got the injury to his uh, shoulder. But again, if, if that's how you're going to play with that injury and, and that's how you're going to play with that injury, you need to go sit down, bro. Don't be tough for me. Don't be tough and suck. Be tough and tough it out and grit out a win. Don't be tough and lose a game and then hope that we uh, buy into your toughness. It, it, it doesn't go both ways. bro. It doesn't go both ways. But he looked very timid. Um, he looked lost at times, especially early. I mean, these guys, and again, the offensive line isn't uh, doing anybody any favors at this point. No one is getting uh, any favors with this offensive line, especially on the edges. Those two tackles aren't uh, very good. And when you have one of the tackles, uh, your right tackle is playing against a savvy Hall of Famer. Now, J.J. isn't what he used to be. J.J. isn't uh, the havoc wrecker that he used to be. But he's savvy enough. He's knowledgeable enough. His football IQ is high enough. And his football ego is high enough. He's like, man, this dude can't touch me. I'm going to use that again in a minute. I said that on purpose. Not, I, I, I didn't make that up. That's not a fake statement. That's how he felt. He came off the field at one point. Anybody who watched the game saw it. You, they can't block me. That was his whole feeling. This dude is 267 years old. And he's saying somebody can't block him. And he wasn't lying. By the way, wasn't faking. But I'm going to use that again real, real, real soon. Hold on, hold on. So we understand that Baker was under duress. We understand that Baker had a lot of heat on him. We understand that Baker had to move quickly. This is a problem. Baker doesn't move quickly. Baker doesn't make quick reads. I said this a couple years back. And I'm starting to really, truly buy back into it. Baker does. Baker cannot read a, a, the defense. He looks lost in reading blitzes. And when they're coming, especially now, he's already got touched up. He's got the soft shoulder. So he's already bailing. Why, what's the problem with that? If he just lets go to – before I get to that point, Baker, Baker right now, in the pocket, looks like my son boxes, uh, and he doesn't like to get hit. That's a tough sport to get into if you don't like to get hit, just like football. If you don't want to get hit, you might not want to play on offense. Hell, you might not want to play football at all because you get hit on defense too because those offensive linemen and fullbacks and sometimes even the wide receivers and tight end, they'll knock your ass out. Okay? So, If you don't want to get hit, boxing is not a good sport. Again, same as football. 
My son doesn't like to get it. He doesn't want to get it. He's 11, and he's actually pretty good with his whole form. But when somebody's coming at him, especially later in rounds when he gets a little tired and he doesn't want to, you know, now he's tired and he can't block or doesn't want to keep his hands up because his arms and stuff are tired. You see him go into this retreat mode, which agitates the crap out of me. But it's the exact same thing Baker is doing. He goes into this retreat mode where when people are throwing punches at him, instead of him, you know, blocking, ducking, and, and being defensive, keeping guys off him, boom, 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 boom. He does this, which you take your eyes off of this guy coming at you. So now you can't see upfield. You can't see what's coming at you. You can't see anything. Sometimes when he when he ducks punches, he ducks with his head down. I'm like, bro, you can't see what's in front of you with your head down. Baker looks like that when he's coming out of the snap and he's staring down. Guy, he look, he looks, he sees some guys. And then he starts scrambling, he's running, and then he's turning to get away from guys. He can't see his people. And I'm not talking about trying to get away from a tackle. That's understandable. There are guys running and getting blocked and running towards him, and he's already bailing out, like, oh, I got to go. But you got open guys running past. Uh, that first quarter fourth down that we went for it on uh i think it was fourth and four fourth and three or something like that where he got sacked the play before that he had one guy that was for sure open odell beckham Jr. then he went for it on fourth down and he got they did the, the full-on blitz it was a full-on blitz we all knew it was a full-on blitz why didn't you read the hot guy because he can't read those he doesn't know he doesn't know where that's going. Uh, Atlanta just hit a home run. Uh, Jock Peterson just hit another freaking home run. That dude is incredible. Uh, you, you know, this thing is about getting hot sometimes. And this dude is as hot as uh, anybody on the planet right now when it comes to, uh, you know, playing baseball. He is super, super hot. He just hit a two-run home run to tie the game up in the bottom of the fourth. So it's 2-2 uh, Atlanta and the Dodgers with Atlanta leading one to nothing. But uh, back to, to Baker. You had ODB, um, excuse me, OBJ open on the third down, and guess who was open on the fourth down? OBJ, he pumped fake instead of just kind of floating it out there to get it to him because he didn't want to turn the ball over, so he took a sack on fourth and four. Throw it at that man's feet. Don't take the freaking sack. Like, you know what I mean? Like, those are the things that Baker don't get. He doesn't get that. He doesn't see that. He panics, and he's in his fourth year. This dude is in his fourth year in the league. I know about all the coaches he's had. He's in his second year of this stable offense. He's, he does not look like he's in a second year of this stable offense. 
And people keep making excuses for Baker Mayfield. I'm not making excuses for him anymore. I got tagged in a post today about Baker. Like, yo, this dude ain't it. This dude ain't it. You know what I said? Man, I can't defend this dude. I can't. I'm not going to defend this guy. He has to defend himself. I want him to do well. I'm a Browns fan. But he has to want to do well and then just go out there and do well. What, what do we? Why do we have to make excuses? Like, yeah, there are guys that need to catch. Today, we saw at least two uh, drops. Uh, Njoku dropped a pass that he should have caught. I missed the uh, Hooper drop, but I've seen Hooper drop balls uh, before. So I'm not, when I heard it on the radio, I'm like, he probably just dropped the pass he should have caught. Even though they said it was a little high on the radio, uh, he still, they said it hit him in the hand. Doug Deacon said it still hit him in the hand. He should have caught it. So that's a drop too. So that's two drops. And so it was three drops specifically on fourth down. OBJ dropped another pass. That was a pretty solidly defended pass, but I feel like OBJ could have caught that. He should have caught that. So again, my ire does not just rest on one person. My ire does not just rest on a, you know uh, the people that I tend to try to act like I got a vendetta against. No, I don't. The quarterback is the most important position on the field, so you're going to get a lot of the, you know, a lot of this is going to fall at your feet, homie. You got to do better, Baker. But these guys got to make these catches too when you do finally get them the ball where they need to catch the ball. Because let me tell you something, that pass that he threw to uh, to Higgins, to Rashard Higgins, awful, terrible. Missed him by miles, which is why it ended up getting picked off. That kind of stuff cannot happen, especially when you're down. You have to be able to rally your guys, man. And I don't know that Baker has that potential. You know, I felt like a lot of those, a lot of those plays, had he just stepped up quicker. I don't mean just stepping up. I mean, had he stepped up quicker. So you, if, if, let's say it's a four, four, I mean, excuse me, a five uh, step drop. So if you got a five step drop, one, two, three, four, five. Now you know that you don't have good tackles. You should already be pulling yourself up and then dipping through one of the gaps because you already know they coming. They coming. They came all day. They didn't do a spin move or nothing. They came around the sides. So like your your natural instincts would be like, man, I'm getting out of here quicker. So I'm going to step through this and I'm going to try to make a pass or I'll slide or I'll throw this thing away because I got outside the tackle box. You got to think yourself through this thing. You have to. Baker ain't doing that stuff, man. So he's not stepping up quick enough. He's also not releasing the ball quick enough. And the two of those kind of go hand in hand. You could probably say they're both almost the exact same uh, monster. He's not releasing the ball quick enough. He's not stepping up in the pocket quick enough. And they both play upon each other. He doesn't look good. He didn't look good today. Uh, he didn't look good late last week. Uh, he looked terrible the week before that. So it's, it's, they're starting to become patterns. 
I'm waiting on a pattern where Baker is awesome week after week, after week, after week. And I'm getting tired of this. My boy called me and he says to me, yo, I believe uh, Baker, you know, as soon as OBJ went off the field, Baker put up 14 points, man. It, it, you know, that, listen, listen to me. I'm going to say it again. I'm sure I said it on the show. And if I haven't, let me be the first and let me be loud and let me be clear. Pro football uh, perspective said that this dude, OBJ, is open the same amount of times that Devontae Adams is open, uh, the wide receiver for Green Bay. The two of them are open 70% of their routes. Now, Devontae don't do much dropping. My man got to do better catching on a lot of those balls. But the couple of passes that he's dropped versus the couple passes that he never get thrown his way, there's a big discrepancy. So to say to me that there's no chemistry, to say to me that whatever's happening might be uh, OBJ's issue or his fault, I don't buy that. I don't buy it at all. Because if this dude is getting open on 70% of the plays, let him keep dropping the ball. So that way it ain't on you. But get this dude the ball because, you know, one of your goals is to score or to get first downs or to get big plays, especially when you can get those balls out there. You got you to gotta make that play. To me, I'm not totally against them. And I'm going to touch on this a little bit too. I'm not totally against them not getting OBJ the ball. If you're saying to me that this just works against how I move, I'm only against it because if – I got a sawed-off shotgun in the house, and I'm in a gunfight, but I got the sawed-off shotgun in the house, and your response is, well, I don't shoot well with the sawed-off shotgun. I shoot better with the 9 millimeter." Yeah, but you ain't shot nobody with this 9 millimeter. Go get the sawed-off. A little spray might not hurt. It's a bigger weapon might solve some of your issues. I don't understand the hesitancy to utilize this guy. The double move he did today, man, my man was on skates, man. He looked, he he did the Fred Sanford, uh, you know, the with the cross legs, you know, he did. <laughs> you got to get this guy to ball more. And, he, you know, he had, uh, what did he have, three catches? I'm sorry, he had five catches today for 79 yards. Um, so, thankfully, you know, they were trying to get him the ball and trying to move the ball. You think about the drop, the two. Which is the two drop? Did he have two drops today? Yeah, one drop. He definitely had one that should have been a PI. Referees didn't call it, especially the way that they were calling it on one end or the other. But I'm going to get to the refs, too. So, again, going back to Baker. Baker. I think our problem is we're trying to 
suggest that Baker is this good or that good. And I've just come to a conclusion. Baker is not Justin Herbert. He's not. He's not as good as Justin Herbert. His, his, his plateau is here, and Justin Herbert's plateau is here. He's not Josh Allen. Baker's plateau is here. Josh Allen's plateau is here. He's not Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has a hurt offensive line. He doesn't have as good of an offensive line. He's got hurt running backs. He doesn't have as many receivers to pass to as, as Baker does. However, this dude just goes out every week and MVPs his way through wins after wins after wins. He just makes it happen. And we're sitting around waiting on Baker to do similar things. These guys ain't the same. They're not. They are not the same. So I'm going to stop comparing Baker to those guys until Baker shows me that he's one of those guys. And that's my statement about that. Now, part of Lamar Jackson's success is also coaching. So let's move on. Mr. Kevin Stefanski, offensive play caller, reluctant giver upper of the offensive play caller, and head coach. I've had my issues with Kevin Stefanski over the last year or so. A lot of people don't understand why I have issues with Kevin Stefanski, but I've had my issues with Kevin Stefanski. It's what he chooses to do in certain spots, things he says in, in, in post, excuse me, in post game, things he says during the week. There was a lot of talk after last week. A crap ton of talk after last week. Uh, some of the things that happened down the stretch of the game, why he was going for a quote-unquote Hail Mary now. There are people who will be like, oh, well, he's a genius because see what happened this week. Man, that was the worst. What happened today was one of the worst defended Hail Marys in the history of Hail Marys. I'll take it because it worked out an hour better thing. But you have to plan on the worst defended. And here's why I was the worst defended. Anybody who's ever played football or ever seen a football game played, Hail Marys will never, almost never be caught like a, a fair catch in the punt. It'll almost always be caught up here or out here, like you're, you're or you're catching off of a, a deflection. Or, you know, it's always some weird way that you caught that. This dude stood basically on the, on the edge of the end zone, jumped, and caught the ball right like he waited for it to come in. Not out here, not in here. It was horribly defended. It was horribly defended, and we got the touchdown. I'll take it. You can't depend on that week after week after week, especially if you think that, oh, I'm going for the for the Hail Mary. So I'm going to throw four and five-yard passes with a minute and a half freaking left to get us where we need to go. 
So it, it was just bad. That was bad coaching. It was poor coaching. He said as much. Running the draw on third and nine was an awful call. Now it would have been great had he made it. He would have looked like a genius had they ran off 40 yards like they did on us today. It wasn't on the draw, but I'm just saying. He would have looked like a genius. However, he didn't come out looking like a genius in that stuff because we didn't get the first down. Uh, we didn't get to the point of having a Hail Mary. None of that stuff worked. None of it worked. And it brings in the question, like coming into this game, you don't have to, excuse me, you don't have to, rather, you come into this game against a team that's hot, a team that does not play well against the run. This team does not play well against the run. They give up five plus yards a game. So we come out and then uh, three of our four plays, we throw the ball. Generally, I don't have an issue with Kevin Stefanski and his, uh, his, his scripted plays. I tend to actually like his scripted plays. What I don't like is his play calling as you get beyond the 15 uh, to 20 scripted plays that, that he uh, might draw up during the week. We get past that. And this guy, like, you're like, man, what you doing? Like, you know, you can have a guy catch seven, eight passes for 140 yards. We ain't going to run another play that uh, features him on the field or anything. We ain't going to run another play where he gets open like that. We ain't going to run another play where he's the decoy and I can get somebody else open. This is why I say these things run in tandem. That's why I say quarterback, coach, I don't know who to blame the most, but these things, it's like they're the tag team. They're the tag team champions of why we are three and three. The coach gets into these rhythms where he's an analytical guy. He just thinks this, he just thinks that, he just thinks that this needs to happen. Run the freaking ball. And now you bring, then you bring in Dearness Johnson. For what? I, and maybe he played. Maybe somebody, if I'm wrong, could somebody, you know, comment uh, on the YouTube or comment anywhere? Shit. Comment on our uh, Instagram page, our Facebook page. I don't care. I haven't seen Dearness Johnson on a field, in a, in a backfield, damn near all season. And if I have, I forgot that he was out. So why is he who you're going to in this situation as your backup? Go to Dimitri. Get a dude some run. Let the dude play. She didn't give him one handle. Not one. I think just me personally. I think if you put Dimitri back there, I feel like they don't, they're, they're thinking pass, but they don't know that he's going to run. Give him the opportunity to run. Give him the opportunity to get, get some shots out there because I think he can beat people in space. Uh, I think Felton can beat people in space like that. But I've never been a head coach in the NFL. I've never been an offensive coordinator in the NFL. And I've never called a play in the NFL. 
I just happen to host a podcast. <laughs> That's all. And I ain't even staying at Holiday Inn Express last night. All I do is host a podcast. So, damn it, I know way more than most people out there. <laughs> so, uh, get back to Kevin Stefanski. I'm just I'm just at a loss for what I did I did not like his scripted calls today. I'm getting absolutely sick and absolutely tired of going for it on fourth down only for us to get sacked. And then we don't get no points. All we did was bring the ball down into the red zone to come out with nothing. I don't know if this dude can do uh, math in his head. I don't know if he needs to. Somebody on the sideline, if he can't do math in his head, needs to show their ass up on the sidelines with a calculator. It's nothing wrong with a field goal. Kevin Stefanski, hey man, ain't nothing wrong with a field goal. So you're losing games or you're putting your team in losing situations because of analytics. I'll say it again. I'll say it again. I'll say it again. I don't have a problem with analytics. My problem is analytics can't be the only way that you're thinking. That can't be it. You got to think analytics along with common freaking football sense and common freaking football knowledge. If you're not thinking the both of them in some level of conjunction, you're not playing good football because analytics do matter. But don't tell me you're in analytics when you're trying to get a fourth and three or a third and three and you're trying to pass it when you got a running back analytically who's averaging five, six yards a carry but you don't hand it off to him. Please, coach, make it make sense. So I touched on why I don't understand why we didn't run against a team that don't play uh, historically doesn't play the run well. But if you got these new tackles and everybody, oh, the offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. Yep, you're right. The offensive line was awful. But you know, the coach can help, especially the offensive coach. He can help. He can call certain plays to take the pressure off of that offensive line. You know, Slants, screens, not the swing outs. We mean screens. Let them cats come up the field, get back, throw you a little slant. I mean, I'm sorry, throw you a little screen, and and, and let you know Batonio and, and, and Treader get up the field. I didn't see a lot of that today. That's play caller. That is in Kevin Stefanski's wheelhouse. He was terrible today. He was terrible today. He did get his Hail Mary, though. Now, this issue with OBJ and, 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 and Baker, this chemistry issue, this we can't get each other, get on each other's page issue. 
I have an issue with that whole situation. I'm gonna go back. I think I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but I'm gonna go back to it on, in terms of, of Baker. If you can't hit an open receiver, a guy that's open 70% of the time, that's on the quarterback. So do you think the coach is not saying anything about that? That's a that's a question for me. Because I think that OBJ not getting the ball and getting the ball a lot or getting the ball in a certain spot, I'm not sure whose full fault it is. I'm not sure if it's totally Baker. I'm not sure if it's totally Stefanski. Because Stefanski's offense isn't superstar laid in or superstar heavy. Good night, baby. My baby girl. Um, the it's, it's the offense is not superstar heavy because we have superstars. We got guys like Chubb, who's a freaking superstar. But we'll get to a point in the game, even when he's healthy, that he just won't even get to do the ball, or he'll just be on the sideline. So. We totally understand that these are things that are real. This is real. This ain't fake. So I don't know who's freezing OBJ out. I don't know who doesn't want to get OBJ the ball. I don't know who makes these determinations. But what I do know that there's there's no one advocating to get OBJ the ball because if there were, there would be some level of dissension in that building. So there's no one, no one on, on on the ownership side. There's no one on the specialties coaches side, uh, wide receiver coaches or offensive coordinator. And there's no head coach advocation for this to happen. It's just a matter of if Becker sees it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This to me falls at. There's a piece that falls at Baker's, and there's a piece that falls at the coach. Because if this dude goes to another team, I'll guarantee whatever the hell is going on on that team, they're going to make sure that OBJ gets the ball, especially if he's healthy. And we ain't talking about just in little bits and pieces. I'm talking about give this dude the ball the same way we do with Chuck. It makes a lot of stuff easier if you utilize these guys, man. And to keep making excuses for this offense, to keep making excuses for Kevin Stefanski, I'm sick of this dude telling me at the end of every press conference, oh, I just, oh, we just got to get better. Yeah, you got to get better. We know that already. We already know you got to get better. We watched the game. Tell me how you're going to get better. Tell me what's your freaking plan. Because your plan stinks, bro. I'm watching your plan, and your plan ain't panning out. Because truth be freaking told, the Cleveland Browns should not be three and three. I'll take three and three because I've been 0 and six. I've been one and five. I've been two and four. So I will take three and three. But this freaking iteration of this team, with this level of talent, should not be three and freaking three. 
We should not be. And if you think we should be, I question you, not me. We should not be three and three. We should be better than that. We should be beyond that. Now, I've talked about the defense already. I mentioned it, brought it up. Because I put this loss on those three things. I put it at Baker's foot, feet. I put it at Kevin Stefanski, uh, Stefanski, Stefanski's foot. But I also put it on the defense. Because for the second week in a row, we've given up almost 40 freaking points of offense. Last week, we gave up 47. This week, we give up 37. We haven't even come close. to what we saw uh, versus Chicago. We haven't come close. Now, the one thing I said during that game or uh, in our post game after that game, Chicago's a, a dumpster fire in certain cases. And the game, the game plan that uh, Nagy put together for the Nagy, the head coach for, um, for the Bears, the game plan he put together for Justin Fields versus our defense was he should have got fired that day. I'll be honest with you. Matt Nagy should have gotten fired that freaking day. He didn't chip. He didn't double team. He's just going one-on-one this guy. Same thing we did today. We didn't chip. We didn't chip. At all. At all, we didn't chip. We sent nobody at those edge rushers to help those guys that couldn't play out. We didn't send nobody to help. Sometimes you got to take, I said this about Miles Garrett. People get on Miles Garrett, but they don't realize that sometimes Miles Garrett takes two or three people out of actual plays because they have to help their uh, right tackle, left tackle, sometimes interior uh, guys. They have to help keep this dude off their ass. But that's not what happened on our side today. So they weren't helping out Baker and they weren't helping out those uh, guys on the edges. At all. And guess what else they weren't helping? They also weren't helping the receivers. This falls squarely on coaching. Okay? So, Joe Woods, the defense. Coaching. I think that we have the horses on this defense. You can't tell me that we don't have a horses on this defense. You can't tell me. I don't know if you watched us actually play. But we have enough on this defense to be very good to elite. Or or really good to elite. We do. 
and you can see it. Certain things, I mean, you only rushing for them. So you see certain things. I, we get pressure. We get pressure. We got pressure today on a guy that's very mobile, on a guy that's very uh, elusive. We got a lot of pressure on him today. We actually, you know, confused him a couple of times. And our edges were, we, we, we were all over him at certain points in the game. Here's the problem. Um, uh, Miles Garrett. So earlier I just mentioned, or I should say I just mentioned, but earlier I mentioned J.J. Watt and his attitude. I mentioned J.J. Watt and his thought process. J.J. Watt approached that situation like, y'all can't guard me. This is who y'all putting across from me? I'm killing him. And he probably thinks that no matter who the hell is across the other side. So it's a mentality thing. I like Miles Garrett. Hell, I love Miles Garrett. I think Miles Garrett is a freak of freaking nature. I said it. Freaking. A freak of freaking nature. I didn't say a freaking freaking nature. He's a freak of freaking nature. But I think that he can benefit from an attitude adjustment. And I think this, now this is a weird caveat because people didn't think he was going to come to the league and be even half of what he is right now because they didn't think he had that football motor. But here's what, what I'll say. Here's what I'll put out there. I don't think that he has the football motor to be elite, to be that one percenter type of guy. I think he's got the football motor to be great. He doesn't have the football motor to be elite. And we'll see. I may be wrong, but we'll see. I don't think he does. And I definitely don't think that Joe Woods is doing anything to draw that out. Defense, we got to get the hell off the field on third downs. I don't have any understanding how we can have multiple third and longs and can't, cannot get these guys off the field. How do you got a third and 11 and give up 15 yards? How, Joe Woods? And this is what I'm saying. I think we have the horses. I just think Joe Woods is terrible. His scheme is terrible. I don't believe his scheme is good enough for what we need to do, man. I don't believe that his scheme is good enough for what we need, especially if we're trying to get to the playoffs, especially if we're trying to win this division, especially if we're trying to go to the Super Bowl. I don't believe, especially with the target on us, now, last year was different because we were kind of under the radar. We should have been there. We were there. Nobody really planned for us. But now people are expecting to punch our ticket. People are expecting to see us. This is why I got a lot of love for uh, Buffalo. This is why I got a lot of love for them. They are, they know that people are expecting them to punch that ticket, and they're showing up and doing it. 
as a team that's never done it before. Uh, you know, this is a young team. I know that historically the Bills have been in Super Bowls and all that stuff. I'm talking about for for where they are right now, this era, this this rendition of uh, Bills Mafia and all that stuff. These guys are regenerating all of that stuff, and they're showing up in places and in spots that's incredible. Beating the Chiefs in prime time, doing all of the stuff that they're supposed to do. It was a high expectation for Arizona Cardinals. Same thing, doing all the things that they're supposed to do. Like, you know, you know what I mean? But we're not doing that. And a lot of it falls on the defense. You can't give up. 47 points last week and 37 points this week. You can't give up 47 points and 37 points and then think that this dude should show up and he's going to be able to tell us how to get this thing together again. How? I'm going to tell you something else that people keep missing. We got all these damn safeties and none of them are any good. We got John Johnson. We got Grant Delpit back. We got Ronnie Harrison back there. And all these dudes do is get torched. All these dudes do is miscommunicate. All these dudes do is misunderstand what's going on. Now, I could easily blame every last one of them and just call them trash. Like I did most of the year with Andrews and Dejo. I think Andrews and Dejo is it's terrible. And I'll still stand by that a year later. I don't think that Grant Delpit is terrible. I don't think that uh, John Johnson is terrible. I don't think that Ronnie Harrison is terrible. But if there's a terrible I'm watching it, Playoffs. It's some pretty, it's some pretty intense stuff. It's uh, just the uh, the Braves and and Dodgers still. It was a it was a ball right down the, the foul line, like literally right down the foul line. It ended up foul into the stands, but my man was chasing hard. I thought he was gonna kill himself or make a great catch. It was one of those, one of those playoff situations, you know. But. Uh, where was I? Damn it. Forgot where I was at. See what happens when you old. Uh, but I think I was talking about the safeties. But these guys, you know, John Johnson was the, the, the signal caller for one of the better defenses in the NFL last year. So I have a hard time believing that now he's here and he just sucks. I have a hard time believing that Grant Delpit is no good. They keep miscommunicating. So, so what is that? It's somebody's fault. It's somebody's fault. It's somebody's fault. I'm putting this at Joe Wood's foot. 
You're the one calling these dumbass plays. You're the one giving up all these big ass plays. You're the one giving up all these damn dumbass chunk plays. And if these guys don't know where they're supposed to be, that's on you, homie. You and those DB, uh, the safety room guys, whatever, however they divide that room up, whether it's cornerbacks and safeties or whether it's safeties by themselves, it's on y'all. Y'all are failing this team. I don't think that the DBs are trash. I think that the scheme is trash. Denzel Ward got called for two PIs. He didn't have two PIs today. He didn't have two PIs today. The referees were terrible as well. Terrible. They ain't why we lost. They're not why we lost. However, we lost today. It's a bunch of pieces to this pie. There's a ton of pieces to this pie. I think, to me, execution is definitely a part of that pie. So some of this does fall on the players. But I think the plan, I think the plan and the layout of the plan is terrible. And that's Kevin Stefanski. That's Alex Van Pelt. That's Bill Callahan. And I'm only putting those other names in there because during the week, Kevin Stefanski said he meets with them and discusses how the offense needs to play. He didn't want to give them singularly credit for any one thing. He said it's a team effort. So I'm putting them in there to give them uh, the group uh, fault for what the offense didn't do. And that's based on Kevin Stefanski. And I also want to put that uh, defensive, defensively on Joe Woods. We got a short week. Very short week. We'll be back at it on Thursday evening. I guess a pretty bad Denver Broncos team. They're not terrible. They, they're not good. If you can't figure out a way to beat this team and make it look good, no struggles, no almost this is, no almost that, no kind of this, no kind. I'm talking about go out there and beat the shit out of this team. I'm going to be right back here on everybody's ass and probably worse. Because my patience is wearing thin. I know everybody's like, why is your patience wearing thin? Because we have a great team and you got to give them a chance. I ain't got to give them nothing. This is their job. Show me that you're good at your job. You're not showing me that you're good at your job right now. You're showing me you basic at your job. From here on out, today is six, uh, game six. So this is their sixth game. From here on out, I pledge to not advocate for Baker Mayfield anymore. Baker gonna have to show up. I'm not going, I'm not leaning one way or the other way with Baker. I don't hate Baker. I don't dislike Baker. I, I'm just not, I'm, I don't, I can't stand up for this dude because this dude ain't standing up for me. 
He ain't giving me nothing to stand on. You look at his numbers today. He had he was 19 for 28, 234 yards, two touchdowns and one interception, and we lost 37 to 14. So those 19 of 28 for 234 yards didn't mean shit. It didn't mean shit. As my as my partner says, often those were 19 completions and 234 yards of the most useless stats around because it didn't do nothing to get us a win. None of that helped us win. Those were all comeback yards, trying to come back yards. What they don't have on there is all the goddamn fumbles he had. All of the holds of the ball and just taking the sacks that he had. None of that's on there. It should all be on there. They have five sacks we're allowed today. I'd say about three of them didn't have to be sacks had he just got rid of the ball to, to the open guy. Maybe two of them should have been sacks. We were three for 10 on third down efficiency. Again, that's coaching. We were one for four on fourth down. So he keeps telling you about these freaking retarded analytics. Yes, I said retarded. He keeps telling you about this analytical crap on fourth down. We were 25% on fourth down. Guess what? Guess what Arizona was on fourth down? Well, I guess they were one for one. A 100%. We were 25%. Stop telling me about your dumb analytics until you get the shit right. I know you got to try to get it right, but bro, your plays on fourth down are basic. Otherwise, we'd be getting those fourth downs. One of those was an absolute drop. So let's say we were one for three. So now we're 33%. Wow. How's that help us in a 37 to 14 game? Okay, maybe we score a touchdown. So now it's 37 to 21. Kick a field goal sometimes, bro. Give your team some confidence. You're putting your team behind the eight ball with this dumbass thought process, Kevin Stefanski. Frustrated. And I'm irritated. And I'm not 100% sure how long I'm going to just be frustrated and irritated. I'm not 100% sure how long I'm just going to be capable of finding some way to calmly, you know, just say, man, we suck today. And we'll, we'll figure this thing out, right? <laughs> because <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now. I'm frustrated, but I don't have Sean here to tell me in his uh, in his weird ways of, oh, well, you got to think about this, bro. No, I don't. These dudes stink right now. What we saw today was really a stinky job of coaching. It was really a stinky job of execution. 
I don't know what the film looked like in terms of, of what the Browns saw during the week. I don't know what the practices looked like uh, during the week. What I do know is what the product looked like, and it was awful. The product was bad, bro. And I'm not advocating for Baker no more. Baker has to reprove himself to me. I'm not going to be unfair. I'm not going to be, um, you know, ridiculous. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be fair. Baker has to reprove himself because I thought he did it last year, the tail end of last year. But now here he is looking like, uh, you know, a lost player. He's looking like Bambi after his mama died. Like he don't know where the hell he is or what the hell to do next. I'm not advocating for Kevin Stefanski anymore. I'm done with that too. Kevin Stefanski needs to show his ass up and show me why we should just continue to support him and his freaking decision making. At some point, bro, you got to admit, I ain't good at this or I'm not as good at this as I thought. I need some freaking help in game. Maybe I call all the plays or I script all the plays and then AVP calls the plays throughout the rest of the game. I don't know what the solution is. But whatever's happening in this particular moment, man, that ain't going to get it. Until y'all start doing something different or better. Because maybe it will work, but it ain't working the way it's set up in this moment. However, we're executing it, uh, whatever it, the translations of it are, people ain't getting it. And I knew for the first time this year, for the first time in a while, when they were uh, going for it on, you know, right before they hit the Hail Mary, the crowd was booing the play calling. If this continues, I know we ended up hitting that uh, Hail Mary, but if this kind of stuff continues, that ain't going to be the last time Kevin Stefanski hears boos. This ain't Minnesota, homie. You on the front lines now, and these cats see you. And you got a target on your back, so you got to do better than what you did last year. Also, Joe Woods, I don't care what you end up doing. Unless this team turns into the 2000 uh, Ravens or the 86 Giants or the 85 Bears, bro, you got to go. Because I'm not seeing the difference that you're making calling defensive plays, especially with the guys that you have out there. You don't have any excuse whatsoever. Like it's it's ridiculous what we're seeing out here. You gave up in a nutshell, you gave up like forty points per game over the last two games. I haven't even done the math, but I'm guaranteeing you it's at least forty points a game. Uh what was it, forty seven, thirty seven, uh that's uh eighty eighty four. Yeah, that's forty two points. I was giving you I was giving you a break just doing the average. But that's eighty two points. I mean, excuse me, 84 points, which is 42 point average. Not going to get it, bro. You might have to go too. I'm actually leaning towards you going before the rest, the rest of these guys go. You, you first on my top of the line, and it's left up to me. 
So, uh, as I said, I'm irritated. I'm agitated. I don't have time for this kind of crap. We only have, uh, what, 12 games left? I'm trying to invoke the spirit of Sam Cook upon the Browns, man. The change got to come. Change got to come. We got to start winning these games. We got to start showing up. And we got to start playing like we are the superior team on the field. We got to stop acting like we're playing against teams that are better than us all the time. And just start playing like, man, we good too. Start having a little bit of swag and attitude. Anyway, I'm done, man. It's just me, RP. Uh, can't wait to get Sean back in the building again. Uh, we'll holler at y'all. Shoot, we got actually got to have a quick show. We'll probably have a show within the next day. Uh, what is today? Sunday. So we'll probably have a show on uh, either Wednesday or Tuesday uh, to prepare ourselves for the Thursday game. And, of course, we'll have a Thursday um, Thursday night show. Um, so we'll see you guys then. Until then, if you guys want to hear this show or other shows, please tune in to uh, our audio streaming, which is on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, um, iTunes. It is also on Spotify. And then if you want to see us on uh, live, or not live, but recorded on, on video, we are on YouTube under Two Guys on Mic 216. Also, you can find us under the audio streaming under Two Guys on the Mic uh, 216. We also have Instagram and Facebook pages, Two Guys on the Mic 216. On the YouTube page, please like, subscribe, comment. We like to comment back. Uh, we like to have a little bit of back and forth dialogue. Also, uh, that's the exact same uh, way that we like it on our uh, Facebook pages and on our IG pages. We always try to respond back. We love our fans. We love the guys that support us on any level at any time. We love you guys. I appreciate your time. Peace. You've just listened to Two Guys in a Mic with your hosts Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Tune in to us later on this week as our midweek podcast will be streaming. Until then, peace.